hopefully that can encourage you. If you are an individual who is an entrepreneur or you're a student starting out or your life is not where you hoped it would be or you are not where you wish you were, don't despise the small beginnings because they are days where your character is being built, where your grit is getting grittier. You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things young adulting, your faith, your life, your mental health, your finances, your relationships, so much more. And I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. We are the hosts of the FYI podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Venture. Venture is a church planting and community development nonprofit that really works with the toughest places of the world, serving war refugees, trafficked people, Mm -hmm. oppressed children, and the unreached. And through Venture Miles, you can make your miles matter by going on adventure hikes. You can go biking, running, raising funds, and also bringing forth awareness in the process. Look, Venture is something that we are both incredibly passionate about. We give to and support. And mm-hmm. man, we're both Venture alumni of different programs and runs. And we'd encourage you to check out more at www.youngadults.today partners. Imagine if you could go and talk to some of the greatest leaders all around the world and ask them one simple question. What is your daily prayer life like? Well, myself and Cam Doolittle and Peter Greer were able to do this with amazing leaders like Francis Chan and John Mark Comer, John Ortberg, Johnny Erickson Tata. And then we expanded our search to global church leaders in six different continents whose ministry and leadership covers over a hundred different countries. And what we discovered was absolutely incredible. People around the world were being led by the Holy Spirit to have similar prayer lives, from a New York financier to someone working in a refugee camp in a war zone. Their prayer lives started looking similar and their patterns were emerging. And we took all those patterns and put them together in a book called Lead with Prayer, a study in the prayer lives of extraordinary leaders around the world. There's a study that said that a supermajority of leaders are not satisfied with their prayer lives and the prayer culture where they lead. And this book, We're Praying, can launch a movement of prayer amongst leaders. And this is a chance for all of us to sit at the feet of praying leaders around the world and learn how to pray as leaders. Imagine what would happen if God's leaders around the world started truly becoming people of prayer. It could change everything. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast, where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and so much more. We are your hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. This is the FYI podcast today. Babe, don't know if you can believe it. Special thanks to the listener, the viewer on YouTube. Um, We are celebrating over 100 episodes Mm -hmm. of the FYI podcasts. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, but can you believe? So for those of you who are listening, the FYI podcast is in the top 2.5% globally, and you can listen to over 3 million podcasts. So we are so grateful for your questions, for making Jesus famous in your life and just allowing us to be a part of it. Whether we play something large or small, we'll never meet, or we know you down the street, We are just thrilled that you are tuning in and that you are asking the hard questions that maybe you don't feel like you have a place to ask. So thank you. If you've got a question, Jesus isn't afraid of your questions. Neither are we. Keep them coming. Every Friday is a FYI day. 
That's right. Friday, FYI day, and we launch new episodes. Thanks for subscribing, leaving us an honest review. Hopefully it's five stars. If not, maybe it can be close. But um, we've tackled questions like, what does a healthy Christian relationship look like? Mm -hmm. Help, my friend is deconstructing their faith. Is God real? Mm -hmm. What do we do as Christ followers in 2024 as young adults and so many more? Oh my gosh, keep them coming. And we are in a startups series the whole month of January, 2024. We've talked to founders, CEOs, people who've launched nonprofits. And I mean, we've interviewed Tyler Flatmo, Mike Beckham, the founder of Simple Modern, Mm -hmm. Riley Meek, so many more. And uh, today we are going to be sharing seven things that Mike and I have actually learned in the last 18 months of launching Young Adults Today as a nonprofit, full-blown ministry. Kick it to the verse of the day, babe. Oh, here we go. So Zechariah 4.10 is probably one of my favorite verses that was kind of spoken over us when we were starting out. Wow. Very small, just with an idea, just with a dream. Obviously, we were not where we were on day one, right? And none of us are or should be. But this is what it says. It says, who dares to spite? Is that, oh, just... What is it? Who, who dares despise the days of small things since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. And another translation just says this, like, don't despise small beginnings. That's the version I like. I see how I fumbled with my words. That's the one I actually know. <laughs> and I think that if that hopefully that can encourage you if you are an individual who is an entrepreneur or you're a student starting out or your life is not where you hoped it would be or you are not where you wish you were, don't despise the small beginnings because they are days where you are characters being built, where your grit is getting grittier. And I just want to encourage you, like, just God knows and he has more than you ever could dream, ask, or imagine. When you invite him into that situation, that dream and you start allowing him to be the ruler of your calendar, you will be surprised of where he can take you, take your business, take your ministry, take your teaching, take your education, whatever that is. So just enjoy day by day and keep plugging along. So, oh my gosh, you know what? It reminds me of about a decade ago, I heard Pastor Louis Giglio speak for the first time. He was talking about climbing Mount Matterhorn mm. and in Switzerland, this, this mountain, and, um, it just inspired me. I hope to climb a mountain one day. So there's public accountability <laughs> tipping my hands on what's on my bucket list. Don't know if you even knew that, but I'd love to climb a mountain, maybe some mountains. And when you start something, it's kind of like climbing a mountain. This is what pastor Louis mm-hmm. said. He said, God is big. Life is short. Take the next step. Yeah. Life is short. God is big. Take the next step. So we want you to have a head full of dreams, but your feet planted on the ground, be a dreamer and a doer. And here's been our journey looking back of starting young adults today. We started honestly, just in a prayer room, Mm -hmm. getting together a group of young adult pastors and said, what did you need? Yeah. What do you need? That day we left the meeting with new marching orders, a new assignment to start a podcast. It was our other podcast called Young Adults Today. And um, we started that in the fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then listeners would write in at the time on Facebook and say in a group like, hey, is there any leadership conferences for us? Mm -hmm. So we did that in uh, March of 2020, actually just like- 
Yep, yep. year one. And and we've gearing up for March 1st and 2nd, 2024 to do it again. Yeah. But at that leader conference, we just said, hey, how can we make it better? And the idea was birthed from others saying, what if we did a camp for young adults? Yeah. And in, I think it was May of 2021, we just on six weeks notice called our friends, the Max and said, Hey, would you lead worship? Would you speak? Might just be the Max and the Canales, but that'd be a party in itself. We'll rent out Lake Geneva. And on six week notice, six weeks notice, I think it was close to 300 young adults showed up. Mm-hmm. 28 people gave their lives to Christ. People mm-hmm. were healed, set free, baptized yeah. in the Holy Spirit, called the ministry, called the missions, water baptized, and our jaws were on the ground. And Micah had just given birth to our second daughter, and we were just at a crossroads. She had a near death experience that we've mm-hmm. probably talked about on other episodes. But with this short, time Mm -hmm. that we have on earth. We just asked ourselves, God, what's our greatest kingdom contribution? If it's what we were doing, great. If it's something new. And then in March, sorry, June of 2022, young adults today, we just put together a prayer team, a board of advisors, legally um, became an entity of a 501c3 nonprofit, which is young adults today. And that's what FYI falls under the banner of. And um, that was our startup, essentially. That was our startup. So we're 18 months in and we're going to kick it to seven things that we've learned in this startup journey. Oh, yeah. I think number one is everything needs to be birthed in prayer. So good. And I think when you do that and when you understand that, like you allow God to be a part of that story, not just a Micah idea or a Josiah idea. It's like, okay, Lord, what do you want? And what does it mean to have my biggest kingdom contribution? Can you use my time, my talents, and my treasures to further your kingdom? Obviously he can and wants to, but are we going to invite him in on that? And are we going to take whatever he's put in our hearts or the idea in our head and take it to the prayer room and let it kind of marinate and see what he does? Because you are going to be an answer to somebody else's prayer and other people are going to be an answer to yours. So start praying, I would say. Well, and it's amazing all month. Um, our kind friends and sponsors at venture Mm -hmm. Ryan Skoog wrote this book with Peter Greer, Cam Doolittle, and he interviewed people like John Mark Comer, Johnny Erickson Tata, Francis Chan and global praying leaders, Rob Ketterling, John Piper. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, some heroes in the faith, Christine Kane, others, and just said, what does your prayer life look like in leadership? Yeah. This book, Lead with Prayer. Oh my gosh, we've both read it. It has been so challenging and so life-changing. And I'd say if you are wanting to, number one, start everything in prayer, if you're praying about a startup, this book will be a great guide. We'll link to it as we have all month in the show notes. And we'll share just one quote. He says, I don't want to be a leader who prays. I want to be a praying leader. So if that doesn't spur you on and like you want to lean into, holy cow, what more does he have to say? He has incredible stories about missionaries and individuals all over the globe of what God is doing because people are sitting in the presence of God. It's amazing. Okay. What's number two? Second thing that we've learned in our startup journey is this. Make peace with imperfection. And that's pretty much a a verbatim quote from Dr. John Piper, Mm -hmm. locally here in Minneapolis of Desiring God. I heard him asked by Tony Rinke on the Ask Pastor John podcast. Hey, you've put out 1500 episodes of Ask Pastor John, Mm -hmm. which is like, he's pastored a church at the time, Bethlehem Baptist Church for 
30, 40 years. He's led and started Bethlehem Seminary, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And he has a few other podcasts. He's preached thousands of messages, written 70 plus books. He's over 70 years old. And Tony just said, like, how have you done it? His blog, Desiring God, is the top blog in all of Christianity. You've probably seen it, probably heard of it. And his answer was, he gave like a handful of things, but the one that resonated was make peace with imperfection. And I am a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. But something I've learned along the journey is that to to put out podcasts, to start a nonprofit, it's not going to start where it ends. It's not going to be polished perfection or production level. You've got to start somewhere. And this isn't an excuse for laziness. It's not an excuse for like a horrible product or service, but it's just saying you've got to make peace with imperfection and start somewhere. And man, that's helped us. And work with what you have because how many multi-million, billion dollar companies started with somebody working in a garage? So true. Walt Disney. Truly. Apple. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. They were literally was their garage was their office (laughs) and their brainstorming space. If you have a garage or a dorm room, Hey, (laughs) lean into it and see what happens. Just make a a board of all your dreams and aspirations and see what God does. So make peace with imperfection. Number three, Josiah has been teaching and preaching a lot about this lately. And I think it's awesome because this is what it is. It's do something every day, even if it's small, because micro habits have massive impact. And we're talking anything from five minutes in the prayer room, and that grows into two hours a day in the prayer room. Saving a dollar a day towards your future could turn into $10 a day for your future. So disciplining yourself well enough to set yourself up for success with having the end in mind, I think is essential in that regard. So those those micro and macro habits, and it could be just that Starbucks coffee that you get every day. Well, that's a five to $8 purchase maybe for some of us who only get one drink. Yeah. So- yeah. Keeping that in mind, that adds up very quickly after seven days of I think, dropping by. Yeah. I think the top uh, book sold on Amazon last year was Atomic Habits by James Clear. You've probably heard of it. If you're not, you know, great book. I think we have it on Audible. And one of the things that is interesting that he says is you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your habits. Yes. And so unfortunately, <laughs> it's never too late to start a new habit. The fourth thing is this collaboration is the future. Learn how to share now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So literally, I mean, look at things that are successful. It's not just tracing it back to a founder. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to build a prayer team. It's the ability yeah. to create and craft a working board. It's podcasts. The best episodes we've done, we've collaborated with great guests. Yeah, We host conferences and it's not the Micah and Josiah show. It's collaborating with churches, collaborating with young adults. And I think that, you know, if the quicker, one of the presidents said this, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. So true. So it's giving God the glory and then it's collaborating with other people. One of the things I told Micah on a, um, I think we were on a road trip. I just go, babe, let's do great things with fantastic people. people. Yeah. So that's one of our goals. Yep. All right. The fifth one is, uh, I would say prioritize your priorities. 
So learning what your priorities are, like what you put on the calendar gets done. What doesn't make the calendar may not be a priority. So I would say definitely guarding your time, spend time on those things you're wanting to prioritize. If it's your health this season, if it's your spiritual life, if it's your finances, if it's all of those things, then you're really gonna have to scale back, take a personal inventory. Where have you been spending your time? And one amazing thing, Time, you can never replace time. You can always make more money. You can always make more friends. You can always do X, Y, and Z. You always travel more, but here's the thing. You cannot get back time. It is, you can't go back in time. You can't get your time back. How you spend each and every waking moment does matter. And what you prioritize is evident in the way our lives pan out and whatever part of your life that you would like to grow in or accomplish in the next season, make sure that get, that gets on the list. And they say that an average person can accomplish three to five things max in one day mm -hmm. that are priorities. Right. So making that list at work, making that school list to do it well, where you don't become overwhelmed for the type A perfectionist who has to make a list to have a list to check something off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged, but um, just making sure that what gets on the calendar and inviting God in and onto that calendar does make a difference as well. So I love it. Here's number six mm -hmm. is the end of us is the beginning of God. Yeah. The end of us is the beginning of God. This is inviting hol the Holy Spirit into the process. And, um, you know, what's powerful is we were talking to our friend, Jonathan Pecluda. And one of the things that JP told us, he goes, if dependence is the goal, then weakness is the advantage. Right. And so good. I, I just think of Paul actually said it this way. He said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. So I will all the more gladly boast about my imperfections, my weaknesses, my inabilities, because it causes us to depend on the power of God. Yeah. And I remember being in my 20s working on staff at a church. And one of the things that happened mm -hmm is it was actually um, something that a pastor told me. Mm -hmm. He said this to my face and about me. He said something similar to, I'm not comfortable with you preaching in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And he actually even benched me from doing the announcements mm -hmm. at that church. And um, I was devastated. I crawled into a hole that I wasn't sure if I'd ever come out of. I almost left the ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that, you know what? It's not, it's, it's a lot like the story of Gideon, actually. Yeah. Gideon goes into hiding voluntarily. Like mm -hmm. it's not this, this season where God asks him to be in hiding. When we see the angel of the Lord visit Gideon in Judges chapter six, what we see him doing yeah. is thrashing wheat in a wine press. Mm -hmm. And what, why you thrash wheat is in public. Mm -hmm. out in the open so that the wind can blow the chaff away and left is good wheat. Yeah. He does this in a wine press, which is meant to mm -hmm. like, he does something in private that's meant to be done in public because the Midianites are beating the ever loving snot out of the Israelites mm -hmm. for seven years, day and night, they've been attacking them. Yeah. And then the angel of the Lord, which it was, it was a theophany. It was a God sighting. Mm -hmm. It was not an angel of the Lord or any angel of the Lord. It was the angel of the Lord, which in the old Testament is Jesus right? before he came and walked. And, and so I just go, man, like this was a moment that Gideon knew that he knew. And he goes, rise up mighty man of valor. Right. It's incredible. The end of 
us is the beginning of God. Gideon didn't need to go in his own strength. He just needed to go in the strength God gave him. Yeah. It's not about my strengths or talents or or weaknesses for that matter. It's about going in the strength that God gave me. Mm -hmm. So my strength doesn't need to be understood by others or approved of by others. The end of me is the beginning of God. It's yeah. the Holy Spirit. And in that process, I would say, if you do feel misunderstood of what you feel like you are supposed to do or accomplish or your calling, quote unquote, when it comes to whatever that might be, I would say, welcome to the club. It's okay to be misunderstood because the things that you might be called to do maybe haven't even been done yet. Maybe haven't even been accomplished yet. Maybe don't even exist yet. So I would just say, just be, be comfortable being uncomfortable on some elements and in the process of understanding and realizing that there is such a thing as pride and humility, let humility rise to the surface and let pride die in your heart. Because when you don't do that correctly, you will rob God of the glory every time. And that's not what we want to do. And when you are living for God and you're living from a place of dependence on him, life is more fun. You don't think it is because you're like, oh, I have to submit to what? No. Oh, you just, that's your pride wrestling right there. Even if you feel like that in this very moment, I would say that is when the fun comes out. That was when you're like, how do I get to do what I get to do? I'm getting paid to have fun. I was a personal trainer. I was like, I get paid to have fun. I get paid to stay in shape and teach others how to stay in shape. I get paid to like work out with young adults in these classrooms. Like that's what it should be when you wake up in the morning. Like you wake up on purpose for a purpose and you love it and have fun in the process. The timing of us recording this episode, right about episode 100, the end of January, 2024. You know, I just saw our friend, Pastor Micah Mack post this this morning on Instagram. Hmm. And he was just talking about launching the clothing line, everyone everywhere. And he, he said this, take the leap. God's got you. Yep. Take the leap. God's got you. And it fits right in line with what we're talking about today is our own startup yep. journey. I remember going on a trip with Mike and Mac okay. and we flew on the airplane together and I shared with him. He's a close friend. He's like, actually like a brother in my life. Mm -hmm. And there was only probably five people that we shared this dream with while we were wrestling, like it was January, we couldn't really make the leap because of a previous work commitment through to yeah. June. Yeah. And and so, but it was 2022. And I remember about January going on a trip with Micah Mac, dear friend, brother in the faith. And I go, dude, am I nuts? Mm -hmm. And we were actually on an airplane and I told him, I feel like if we do this, it's going to be jumping out of an airplane. And that's pretty much what he told me. Yeah. God's got you. Take the leap. He's your parachute. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, and when you're living in cadence with Christ, he is your provider. He's your redeemer. He is your defender. He has your back. He's got your six and he's leading you through whatever that is. You just have to make sure that you're walking in cadence with him in that process. And that's where number seven comes in and goes back to have fun. Life should be fun. And I'm not talking wild and crazy living. I'm saying you should be filled with the joy of the Lord. You should Laughter. be the most pleasant person that anybody ever comes across because you have Jesus in your life, because you have the everlasting father wow. walking with you every single day. The Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead 
is inside of you and has that same power and potential to get people out of captivity, get out of sin, walk in freedom, start a new nonprofit, start a business, take the leap, you know, and jump and to know that your faith will grow, your faith will be exercised and it will be scary. But here's the thing, if it's not scary and it doesn't intimidate you, then is it really from God? Because if you can go in your own strength and you don't need God in it, then you kind of have to say, well, whose is it to begin with? So kind of count the cost in the process, but know that when you trust God, he'll always, he always provides always. Oh my gosh. But, and I mean, I'm almost going back to number four for one second, which is collaboration is the future. And we have had jobs where we worked with dozens of people mm -hmm. and we now are, it's, it's like with a startup, you step out and hopefully you've beta tested the idea. Maybe it was your five to nine before it was your nine to five. Like maybe it was your side hustle mm -hmm. before you jump in, like all the eggs in one basket. Yeah. But you kind of have to piecemeal together a la carte mm -hmm. versus like, you know, the bundle. You almost have to go, okay, here is my pastor. Here is my accountability partners. Here's my friends. Here's my mentor. Here's some of the people that I'm collaborating with, that I'm doing deals with, et cetera. These are some of the sponsors. Yeah. These are some, you know, like whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it's just really key that you evaluate. Some of our friends talk about your alignments matter more than your assignments. Right. Who are those people that you're aligning with? Yeah. And um, having fun. I just feel like we should give God the glory mm -hmm. on not what we've done, but what he's done. Mm -hmm. And so, sometimes when you start something up, we'll be honest. Yes, it's exhilarating. Yes, it's fun. It's also been like, there's been two types of sleepless nights I've encountered. One is God, how are we going to make it? God, <laughs> how help us. Lord, where are you? Did you call us to this? Like, it's you almost like, yourself. yes. And, and it's sleepless nights where it's been like, I feel like the Israelites, like, God, did you bring us out of captivity to, to leave us in, in, the, in the wilderness? Like, but here's the thing. We already jumped out of the airplane. The parachute has been pulled and we're just kind of trusting soaring through the air, waiting to land. I mean, you feel that like, ah, what are we doing? <laughs> and then the other type of sleepless nights is like, God, how I, I'm so, I, I can't sleep because I'm so excited. There's yeah. new dreams. There's that's what he does with the girls around too that's just I dad <laughs> unfiltered moment but I think that's the exhilaration when you recognize like the mission that God put you on is actually taking place and it's exhilarating I don't know if you, okay I just say it's like this when you live with God there is a, an adventure waiting for you and I wake up every morning thinking, I'm like, okay, Lord, like, what is your mission you have for us today? What do we need to accomplish today in your namesake? Who are, who's going to call Lord surprises? That's something that Ryan, um, scoop talks about and lead with prayer with those other authors that we talked about in the earlier part of this episode is Lord surprise me today, interrupt my day, like make me smaller and make yourself bigger, like make yourself greater in my life. And I think like when you do that, I don't know, it's like literally you sign up for a James Bond thing. It's like you hear what God spoke to you and it's just, okay, I have to write all that down. Did I remember everything that was spoken in that prayer time? Did that remember that word of encouragement that so-and-so shared with me? Wow. Is there confirmation? Wow. And usually when there's a startup or a change and shift in your life, whether it's a relationship, a job, a transition, a move across the country, 
there, I would say there should be more than one person confirming that you are doing the right thing and don't just surround yourself with the people you love and love you, but to confide in something like, Hey, I'm thinking this, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. And we had, and we felt crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's like there was so much faith built in our hearts because we were willing to jump out of the plane and we I knew that God had it. us. So I just want to encourage the listener. So if you feel like you're in a place where transition is taking place, who have you invited into the process? Uh, how have you been preparing? Are you in a season that you are choosing to stay hidden in? Or did God put you in hiding for a season to build your character and build your network and build your faith? in the process. So just even taking a personal inventory of, okay, am I on the right course? And Lord just confirm in and through people along the way that are going to encourage me in my journey. So man, and and I, I'm thinking of some of the, the miracle moments. Sometimes they come from circumstances that believe it or not require a miracle. Yeah. Like I remember our back was against the wall at the one year mark. I feel like the one year mark was Mm -hmm. so pivotal. It was like, make it or break it financially for our family. Yeah. Are we going to survive as a nonprofit entity? And I remember um, what I learned in that process was like to share the struggle, Mm -hmm. like be honest, don't put on a mask or a facade. Like if you're stressed, tell people close to you that you're stressed Mm -hmm. from Micah to our board Mm -hmm. to those who are on our prayer team, et cetera. One of the miracles was we met, we met with a former college student who's actually like in his second year of college. And I remember we were just meeting for mentoring and he goes, I'm excited about what you're launching. I've been the beneficiary of it. Mm -hmm. It's my time to reinvest. Pitch me. I want to hear your pitch deck. And I go, no, 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 no. We're not here to fundraise. He goes, pitch me. And on the night he was going off to college, he gave financially, sacrificially. And I go, oh my gosh, like that was a miracle. Yeah. And I think we've also learned like, don't say no for people because there's people that want to bless you. Like there, we've realized that there are more people that have, people have more money than they do time. Mm. So people are more willing to give of money or resources or a connection or a network opportunity than mentoring for the next three years, every single week. You know what I mean? So time, you know, so depending on what you're doing and how God's orchestrating things in your life, like keep in mind, like build a network before you need a network. And that's not using people. That's, sharing what God's doing and that's joining others. And I would say Josiah is very good at this. When he, he cheers everybody on around him, when yeah. he becomes their biggest cheerleader, that like just breaks down any pride barrier or any, I don't know what you want to say. Comparison. comparison. That, so if you're competing and comparing and mm-hmm. complaining, a good thing to do is start celebrating others, yeah. start championing them on and start saying, you know, way to go. And if you don't mean it, well, obviously don't say it, but ask that God would change your heart. Lord change me mm-hmm. because when we start collaborating and we realizing like whatever we're up to, whatever God's doing is not, is not for our benefit. It's for the benefit of others. That gift, and that skill set that God's placed in you is not for you. It's for the body of Christ and for others. And when you start having that kingdom shift in your mind and your heart, you're like, whoa, okay, where I'm weak, they're strong, where I'm not educated, they are. So getting yourself in those rooms or in those um, spheres of people and asking God that you open up doors, um, I think is just a fun place to start as well. But I, that's all I got. love it. Oh my gosh, guys, 
we've loved the startup series and we're jumping in next month um, is actually just next week, next Friday. So mm -hmm. feel free to hit us up with any questions about relationships, yeah. whether it's love, sex, dating, waiting, God's plan. What does a healthy Christian relationship look like? Yeah, It'll be us. It'll be others. We'll bring on some guests, but we are opening the door. Hit us up on Instagram through um, FYI podcast. Mm -hmm. You can Go on www.fyi-podcast.com and you can ask us questions about singleness, dating, engagement, marriage. Um, we are so, so excited. You're listening to the FYI Podcast. <laughs>